Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. got a really good response to this whole question I know. thing. Pe- people are catching on to it, I guess. So if anyone doesn't know, if you go on Spotify, there's a little community tab for each episode. You can ask us questions in there and we will answer them on the episode. Um, a lot of them are getting very specific. So if we don't answer your question, it means it was too specific to your own personal chart or maybe too detailed. That's going to be reserved for a personal reading with Scott. He even does 15-minute readings. They're only 70 bucks. You can answer a couple of questions in that time, but it doesn't do you a service or the listeners a service when we're answering questions directly about you. And then also you can do a moon cycle class. They do those every moon cycle, every mm-hmm. full moon, every new moon, so basically every yep. two weeks, yep. and it's all very personal. There's only a couple people in each pod, mm-hmm. so you will be able to ask sp- specific questions about your own chart. Absolutely. But we are going to answer a few. Okay, cool. Okay, so we have Brittany. She wants to know, what is your opinion on 8th house, 12th house, synastry? She's been noticing that a lot of people in her life have those placements that sit in those 8th and 12th houses. I love that. That's exciting. Yes. Uh, So the 8th house is the house of death. It's associated with the 8th sign, which is Scorpio. I view that as like karmic bonds, like past life connections. When a lot of your friends, family, lovers, planets are landing in the 8th house, that means that there's probably some sort of past life connection there. Ooh, I got the chills. I like that. (laughs) That's very cool. And then the 12th house, I look at that as kind of like your soulmate house or your unknown enemies. And because this is the oh, house, of the, <laughs> it's the house of the unconscious, which is associated with the 12th sign, which is Pisces. And the unconscious is where we keep all of our psychological baggage that we don't want to deal with. So if somebody's son is in your 12th house, they can see very clearly your psychological baggage, which can make them like a soulmate because they can help comfort you and be compassionate towards you. And they understand why you feel the way that you do without you really having to explain it to them. Or they know what buttons to push to (laughs) agitate you. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, I mean, that could be a romantic partner, but also maybe uh, just a friendship as well. Totally. A friend, uh, you know, a close family member. If some, you know, when planets are in the 12th house, you know, if Mars is in there, I see that in a lot of couples, Mars, because you can really get aggressive and and direct about, "I, I know what's going on with you. You can't fool me. Wow. Yes. That is very interesting. I love that. Some soulmate shit happening. Yes. Some lessons. Absolutely. For sure. Um, let's do another one. We have Caitlin Zellert. We kind of touched on this question before, but we can answer it briefly. Um, she doesn't know her mom's birth time. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice on how to use astrology to figure out her chart? Well, I would contact me for a reading. And like I have a... He's got like an algorithm of questions well, to I, ask. Yeah, I have a method of how I determine someone's birth time without knowing their birth time. So 
Yes, I have a lot of questions that I would be asking. If your is your mother if your mother's alive, I would want to ask her. If she's not, then I I would have to ask you. I also want to see a photograph, um, maybe multiple photographs over a series of time that can help indicate what some of the planetary or astral influences are. And then I think we'll do one more. Sure. Okay. So we have Shanonymous, which is very cute. Okay. I'm assuming Miss Shannon. Very, I love your name. Um, she wants to know, how do you generally interpret retrograde planets in the birth chart? Is there any significance if someone has a lot? She has six, hmm. and it kind of weirds her out. Okay. <laughs> well, I think of the planets as like a tree. And the direct planets are the branches that you can see, and the retrograde planets are the roots that you can't see. Ooh. So the retrograde planets have more of an internal experience that you are that you are experiencing more so than other people are recognizing that within you. I've never heard that question before, but my a friend of mine was asking me if I could ask you that. So okay, it cool. seems like a couple people might find that beneficial. Yeah. I know. That's, I mean, that's definitely one of those things. I get asked that all the time. It's like, what does a retrograde planet in my chart mean? It, it, nothing is bad, first of all. <laughs> it means that you're having more of an internal experience of that energy more than an external expression. And then also, I mean, retrogrades are kind of re-learning things. So does mm -hmm. the re, again, past stuff coming back again, does that have anything to do with it when it's in your birth chart? Maybe. I don't know. You know, um, that's maybe a question for people that have. I, I mean, I'm curious to if if Shanonymous, uh, if this is resonating with Shanonymous. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's maybe one way to, to look at it, that Shanonymous is experiencing these sort of frequencies again or they're drawing them back to the past in some way. I don't know. I like, you know, like when I'm doing a reading, I don't assume that I know everything about this person. Like I, I'm, I'm reading the chart and I'm translating it as best I can. And if it doesn't resonate with you, then let me know. Well, I mean, I think you do your best work. You've been talking about the cosmic pathway, which is mm -hmm. something that's more personal. It's meeting every week mm -hmm. working on your goals. And when Scott really gets to know you, that's when he can do his best work where it's like, you can read someone's chart. And I mean, most of the time it's pretty fucking crazy how <laughs> spot on this shit is. People are just like crying their eyes out. Like, how do you know everything about me? Hmm. But like, yeah, the more you really get to know someone's nuances and what's happening in their life, I think that's what you mean by doing a reading. You really have to you get to personalize it more. Yes. But if anyone is interested in the Cosmic Pathway, meeting with Scott on a weekly basis for long-term coaching, you can just go ahead and email him, scott at theweeklytransit.com, and get on the waiting list because everyone's really interested in him. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of overwhelmed last week or two weeks ago when we when we mentioned it. I got so many emails. I was like, whoa. What? <laughs> I mean, that's basically what I have here, and it's been very transformational. So, mm. I mean, I look forward to you having more weekly clients, which is what you really love to do. Yes. You've been trying to like hold space for the people who've been coming back for the little touch up ones. Mm -hmm. So the balance of having people every week and then being able to be available for new readings and touch ups Absolutely. as well. I, I want to, I want to be available for both. 
but the cosmic pathway the the weekly meetings like you said ingrid that's that's when you get really deep and you start to see the nuances of a person and it's really fun when i can point something out and they're like well, how come I never thought of that? That makes so much sense. But it's so <laughs> it's just so I can't I don't know why it just always comes back to humor for me. Mm-hmm. Like you've done ones just for me or I ask something about the people I'm in partnership with in my life, whether it's my sister or my parents or, you know, an ex or, you know, current lover. Any of the things I say something Scott just remembers everyone's chart. So as soon as I say something <laughs> that's happening, he'll just be like, oh, well, this person's moon is in Aries and that person's thing. Like, obviously it's poking at you because of this. And it's, yeah, it's really fun. The more Scott knows about you and your life, it just, yeah, he's able to really get in there and shine his light around like your Scorpio energy where you go into those yeah. dark places with your light. <laughs> and I don't know. I just, I love that you bring a lightness and humor to how dark it can get in there. Oh, totally. Totally. I mean, that's the whole Scorpio thing. It's like we live in the darkness. So if you're, if you're not finding the light or seeing the humor in the darkness, then you're, you're missing something. It's, I don't know. It's sometimes I think that sort of bothers people like Scorpios can be a bit sarcastic. I try not to be sarcastic in in my readings or anything I, I try to be more straightforward but that sarcasm is there to just lighten yeah. the darkness because we we live in the dark and well, so <laughs> so how does that how does that mesh with my energy because I have you know someone one of my friends Jenny she is a Scorpio and like it could be the worst thing that's ever happened and we'll just be cry laughing about just how how bad it is you yes. know it's just that's that's something that resonates deeply with me. Well, you're you're a Virgo, which is mutable earth, Scorpio's fixed water. So water nurtures the earth, earth gives water form, and then you're a Cancer moon, which is cardinal water, which works with the Scorpio fixed water. Okay. So yes, you you have an Virgo has a natural understanding of Scorpio and Scorpio with Virgo. You know, Scorpio can really get in there and and give a Virgo shit about their nitpicking <laughs> criticalness. You yes, know? <laughs> totally. Yes, both of those relationships. I, could to- I totally have that. But yeah. like an Aquarius with a Scorpio, like Aquarius is so logical and straightforward that they're like confused by the Scorpio sarcasm, sarcasm and yeah. humor, you know, and the Leo same way, like fix fire, fix air. Leo's just like so enamored with like whatever themselves. And when the Scorpio makes these jokes, it's like, what? what's wrong? What's this person's deal? You know, don't so... call me out. Don't call me on my <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> So, you know, but it's obviously so much more complex than that because I have like Leo friends. I have a they lot of Leo friends. They understand my humor, but, um, you know, there's other planets that are connecting, that are meshing. And so it's really, you really have to take the whole chart into consideration when you're, when you're looking at two people and how they reflect and connect with each other. Well, I want to move into the week, but yeah. before I forget, if... You haven't bought the basics of astrology. This is a book that Scott wrote, and it is very simple. It's very straightforward. It's basically a glossary of all of the planets, all of the symbols, the signs, the aspects. I helped him write it and design it. And just in him explaining these things to me in detail, I just had such a resistance to the visual aspect of it because it felt so overwhelming. And he always talks about it like it's a language, but... 
The book is $10. It changed my whole understanding of astrology. It's really taken me to the next level from like baby beginner forever to like definitely an, I would say an intermediate level. Yes. Basically overnight. And if you are a listener, it's something great to be able to follow along. If you're on the newsletter, you can see the images and just the colors that go with the elements. As soon as I see the images, I know immediately what's happening for the day. So if you haven't bought it, you should invest in it because it's a game changer if you want to learn astrology. Absolutely. I mean, if if you want to learn a language, any language, you have to learn how to read the language. If you want to be <laughs> fluent in the language, you have to know how to read it. I don't care what language it is. You need to learn how to read the language. And so just talking about astrology doesn't really give you the depth that astrology deserves. You have to learn how to read it. What are these what do these symbols mean when you see them? It will unlock your mind. It's so true. Just the the visual aspect was everything for me. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple read and very it's something simple. that you very, can it, you go back to. It's a reference, you know, it's something that you'll use over time. Absolutely. So if you want to get it, it's on the weeklytransit.com. Yep. And anything else before we move into the week? I don't think so. All right. What you got for us? Okay. Well, we're looking at the week of February 21st through February 27th. From February 21st to the 27th. Monday, February 21st, we're looking at the sun in Pisces. The sun is the giver of light, life, and vitality. Pisces is symbolized by the fish, mutable water. It's the sign of compassion, intuition, the unconscious. The sun in Pisces is aligning with the moon, the planet of emotions in Scorpio, the deepest, darkest, most passionate sign, fixed water symbolized by the scorpion. So this is a very deep, intense way, but but also soothing and healing way to start the week. Yeah, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was, was deep. Mm, but yeah. like you said, well, Pisces is very healing. Mm-hmm. And water in general, there's two water signs. That in itself is very healing. Yes. So maybe just go going deep into your subconscious. Mm-hmm. But even though that can be difficult, it's a trine. So that's a, a positive alignment. Absolutely. When I think of the moon in Scorpio. So whenever the moon is in a sign, just think like, Okay, I'm experiencing what it's like to be a Scorpio moon. And people that are Scorpio moon are very hidden with their emotions. They don't like to show how they're feeling. So what are you hiding from emotionally, perhaps in your karmic bonds, the bonds that you share with those that you are most deeply connected with? Are you hiding something there emotionally? And if so... How can you show yourself greater compassion or empathy for your partner to express yourself, to share your secret or the intimacy that needs to uh, connect you and the other? Yeah, sharing your, your secret is, yeah, that feels really heavy and it can be really hard. But if you're in that nurturing space and compassionate space of Pisces, then you and the other person will be it will be easier for both parties to receive yes. the message yes, and, yes. and to get the message out. Yes. You know, it's hard to share because you're afraid you're not going to be accepted. But if you're 
partner is showing you compassion or empathy, then it feels safe. So this, yeah. this is the time when, when both parties are going to feel compassionate. So yes. this is why it's a good time to share. Yes, absolutely. You know, you think of that little scorpion, like that thing is very vulnerable. Doesn't yeah. want to be caught in the middle of the room and <laughs> under a heel. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a scary looking creature, but it's also very vulnerable. That's Monday, February 21st. Tuesday, February 22nd, two two. Two, two. Damn. Five twos. So, you know, we went from two, 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 the four twos, February 2nd, 22, to now it's February 22nd, 2022. What is, is that like a magical? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, numerology people are probably saying there's some sort of portal that's opening, you know? I mean, it's been, it's been a good period for me. So I'm feeling the magic, even though things have also been really intense, so it's a mix, but I don't know. I just focus on the planets, so I don't know as much about the numbers. Yeah, if anyone has any insight, write us. So I want to know about the two, all the twos. Yes. What does that mean? Five twos. There's like a lot of planets happening here. <laughs> There's three, and and they're all at 20 degrees, so more twos. <gasps> Whoa. So we've got the moon at 20 degrees in Scorpio, and... Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, and Venus, the goddess of love, Lady Luck, the planet of relationships, both cruising side by side as we talked about last week. They're going to be connected to each other all the way through mid-March. They're moving through Capricorn, so this is a sextile, another supportive alignment. Mars is the planetary ruler of Scorpio, connecting to the moon in Scorpio. Mars is also in its exalted position in Capricorn. So the energy is being moved right now. So if you were trying to hide from your emotions on Monday, today maybe is when it pops, when the top pops off of it or something, you know, it like... It won't let you hide anymore. Exactly, exactly. That Mars is the... That push. Mm-hmm. And it has something to do with relationships because Venus is here. You know, there's conflict in relationships right now or there's attraction in relationships because the God of War right next to the Goddess of Love, action and relationships coming together. In order for this to happen, in order for relationships to be healthy, we have to... Have conflict? Well, we have to talk to each other we have to share it's like my lady's on this crazy binge with gossip girl and uh <laughs> i pop in and watch an episode here and there and it's all the same they're, they're all not telling each other the truth oh, you know they're all, all lying secrets. to each other yes and then i had another client tell me about this other show that my lady watches too called euphoria oh, yeah. where there is this other thing where like the main character uh something really intense was happening with her and in, in like one of the most recent episodes and my client was like why doesn't she just tell her mom and it's that's these secrets you know it's like what are you hiding from the people that you're closest to the people that love you they don't want to see you suffer and also like when you have a secret you're not being your authentic self so mm -hmm. it's like maybe you think you're protecting somebody but in the long run, it just bites you in the ass. I mean, yeah. I can contest to that, like keeping things in for so long, thinking that I'm keeping the peace. 
But in the long run, there's no peace because I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. And then I build up resentment because I have kept stuff inside that I should have allowed to be out in the open to see if we could resolve the issue. Yes. And when you think of authenticity, that's Aries. Mars is the planetary ruler of Aries. And we're talking about Mars today. Mars is about being real. And then I wonder, since uh, Mars is in Capricorn, yeah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. would this possibly have to do with relationships and like achievement yes. career, career yes oriented like what are your ambitions the relationships that are helping you achieve your ambitions in your career or it could be relationship ambitions as well oh, like what true, are, true. you know what are you working towards in your relationship what are your relationship goals that's an easy an easy way to bring the topic up is to just say hey i've been thinking about my relationship goals my career goals whatever the goal is and say this is what's on my mind about my goals. Maybe this is working or this is not working for me or this is something I wanted to share when I started thinking about where I want to be next year or in five years. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it can be easier if you have an, an in kind of to say this is why I, I started thinking about this instead of just saying I'm mad about this. It's yes. like, you know, I, I've been thinking about my future and these are some concerns that I've, I've had that I haven't talked about. Absolutely. And I love it. Perfect. Thank you, Ingrid. That's uh, Tuesday, two twenty-two twenty-two. We're on twenty-two minutes here too. <laughs> Wednesday, February twenty-third. What is happening here? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at four planets today. The moon has now moved on to Sagittarius, so the planet of emotions and the truth teller. You know, this is why you want to kind of get it out when it's in Scorpio, because if it's not out when it's in Scorpio, it comes out during Sagittarius, and that's when it comes out and smacks people in the face. It's going to burn some bridges. It could. Yeah, it could burn it down. It's like getting punched in the nose, maybe. It's like, geez, I didn't realize you felt that way. You know, well, I'm just being honest. Well, why didn't you say something before? Like, how is I supposed to know? You know, so the moon is in alignment with the sun in Pisces. This is a square. This is a stressful alignment. Mutable fire, Sagittarius, the archer. Mutable water, Pisces, the fish. So this is like skewering fish or, you know. (laughs) Well, I mean, Pisces is very sensitive. Exactly. So how can you be compassionate and honest at the same time? I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to be able to express ourselves with compassion, but also be direct. Yes. We're not out there to hurt somebody's feelings. So maybe going inside with that Pisces energy into our subconscious, what do I need to share? What is hiding in here? And how do I express it in a way that's not going to skewer somebody yes exactly because if if you do it like that the other person's likely not going to be very they're going to shut down they're going to shut down and say well screw you i I don't i want nothing to do with you and and now you didn't get what you wanted so i think the answer to this comes with the second alignment which is mercury the messenger of the gods guide of souls to the underworld the planet of consciousness communication and coordination transiting through aquarius and this, this is the end of the retrograde shadow. Mercury has now moved back to 10 degrees, which is where the retrograde began. So retrograde has left the building officially. It's left the building officially. Yes. Ah. Yes. And so today it's in, it's in Aquarius, which is the water bearer, fixed air, the sign of 
genius, innovation, independence, the community. Mercury is aligning with Chiron, the wounded healer, the wound that occurred to your eternal soul and the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound in Aries, Cardinal Fire, the Ram. This is the wound to your self-confidence. This is where we're talking about authenticity, facing your insecurities from a logical perspective. How can you detach yourself from the emotion and just logically share, communicate your fears? I mean, that is how you heal the wound to your self-confidence by expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's also how you don't skewer somebody. Yes. Is by just using logic and back to kind of that intro like I said, to how, how to bring the topic up Mm -hmm. that can really set you up with like a logical thing. This is what I was thinking about. And I want to share, I just want to share my thoughts on it. Absolutely. You don't have to be in the emotion to express how it actually makes you feel. Right. Yeah. You can say like, I, I'm hurt by this thing and explain what it is without dumping all the rage, which comes from fear. Self-confidence comes from love. And that's what we're working towards here. And if you're finding that difficult, maybe you have a recommendation for how to expel this like built up energy. I don't know if it, it might be different for everybody. Maybe it's mm-hmm. exercise or dance or yeah, it's, it's water or I, I I don't know. It's different for for every sign. You know, like for you as a Gemini rising, that's why dance is so good for you. And the Cancer Moon water also helps heal and clear your energy. Uh, for someone that's got Aries in the triad. You probably want to hit something, you know, hit a punching bag, you know, play the drums or, you know, get on a motorcycle or a bike and just start riding and get the wind in your face or go for a run. You know, that's maybe what what an Aries person wants to do. Somebody who's like a Libra, the opposite end of the spectrum from Aries, wants to experience something beautiful, you know see something beautiful or listen to something beautiful maybe it's reading poetry or or some sort of phrase like roomy or something like that that's going to soothe your soul so it it just depends whatever it is that works for you maybe doing something like that to preface the the interaction where you're going to express yourself so you can feel grounded before you start that conversation yes absolutely absolutely that's wednesday February 23rd. It gets crazier on Thursday, February 24th. Yeah, now we've got five planets we're looking at here. Fuck. So... (laughs) (laughs) This looks insane. Three planets we've talked about this week, two that we haven't. Okay, so let's start with the, the challenge. Mercury, continuing moving through Aquarius, aligns with Uranus. The primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected, transiting through Taurus, fixed earth, the bull, the sign that represents what you value in yourself, what you value in the material realm, money, all matters of the material, art, culture, food. Uranus is the planetary ruler of Aquarius, where Mercury is. So is that creating like more of a conflict? Yeah. It's like, what are you doing in my area over there? Yeah. Well, you Taurus know? doesn't like to be fucked with. And now the, the God of revolution is yes. over there stirring, stirring shit up. up, shaking up the bull, agitating the bull. <laughs> no. You know, this is why so many people have moved over the last couple of years. Great migrations have occurred while Uranus is in Taurus. This is what happens. So 
connecting to Mercury in Aquarius. So Aquarius is about the community and Taurus is about what I value. So how do you connect these two together? Oh, how do you communicate to the community what your what this revolution to your security mm-hmm. means to you? Yeah, sure, exactly. How do you communicate to the community what you value? There's there's a lot of division in the world right now. Yeah. And so maybe this is shaking something up in your community. You're trying to to share what it is you value, but you're being rejected yeah. by the community. It's really important for for everyone involved to just get to the point where it's like, okay, I don't agree with you. But that's okay. I, yeah, exactly. I don't value what you value. You don't value what I value. But I respect you as a human being and what you value, even if I disagree with what you value. That is not happening right now. Right now, it feels like if we disagree with our values, then fuck you, and I hope you fucking die. <laughs> like, people are getting so crazy. If we don't mm-hmm. believe in the same things, then it's like a an all-out war. Yeah. And that's just not fair. That's not what this country was built on. We're all supposed to be able to have freedom of thought, freedom of expression, freedom mm-hmm. of everything, and it feels like we don't. It feels like we are not allowed to speak our mind for fear of repercussions in the community yeah getting getting ostracized by the community but this all goes back to the theme of capricorn and with three planets moving through capricorn pluto and the two that we're going to talk about again today venus and mars side by side now they've moved on to 22 degrees in capricorn the planet of relationships venus and the planet of action mars in capricorn aligning with neptune the planetary ruler of Pisces, the god of fresh water in the sea, the planet of intuition, compassion, and fantasy in Pisces, the sign that it rules. There's a compassion that we need. Is, is that Pisces energy, yeah? Yes, but going back to the Capricorn, nobody wants to take responsibility for themselves. Nobody wants to hold themselves accountable. Everybody wants to point the finger at someone else. Totally. And did did you see the mayor of LA? I mean, it's the most absurd soundbite I'd ever seen. It goes back to like Bill Clinton saying, I did not inhale or I did not have sex with that woman. He really said I didn't inhale or I don't exhale, right? He takes his mask off to take a picture. First of all, they asked him about the fact that he didn't have a mask on (laughs) at a football game where there's 80,000 people. No one's wearing their masks. He's not wearing his mask. He's taking a picture with Magic Johnson. And uh, they asked him about it. And he's like, you know, I've, I'm used to getting ridiculed as a public figure. But the fact of the matter is, when someone asks me for a picture, I take off my mask. And I don't I inhale. Hold, I hold my breath. <laughs> and then I put my mask back on. And I'm just like, yeah, are you kidding right. me? Like, do I look like I'm four? Like, that's the most absurd <laughs> But there's also pictures of him all over the game and videos of him not wearing it. Exactly. Not when he's taking a picture. Exactly. So, I mean, he's lying, he's lying. And then he's also doubling down on the lie by giving the most absurd, like sort of response to the question because the leaders in this world are not following the rules. Yeah, They're not, and they're not holding themselves accountable. And so Mars and Venus in Capricorn is about holding yourself accountable through your actions and in your relationships. And then the connection with Neptune is like you said, bringing that compassion 
to this area so that you can say, you know what, <laughs> you guys caught me. You're right. I wasn't wearing the mask. That's my bad. I made a mistake and I'm sorry and ask forgiveness from society. When we're holding this secret, when it's not a, it's not even a secret, we all know because we can see it with our eyes. It's like you look ridiculous. Yeah. So just don't be lying to people. And if you have in the past, it's like you need to, you need to own up to it. And people are going to have some compassion right now and be like, you know what? I get it. You're, you know, you were scared to express yourself in the community because people aren't accepting right now. But when people are taking responsibility for their actions, that is where the compassion comes in. Yes. Yes. If, if you hold yourself accountable and say, I made a mistake, then I'm going to say, it's okay. We all make mistakes. It's not the end of the world. Like it's okay. But if you're pretending like you didn't do anything wrong in your line, it's harder to have that compassion yeah the doubling down Mm -hmm. don't don't double down on your lies (laughs) get it out there free yourself free yourself friday february 25th the moon has now moved on into capricorn (laughs) capricorn is like such a big theme this week such a theme again responsibility we've been talking about this for weeks the moon in capricorn is aligning with the sun in pisces So this is an earth-water connection. Earth gives water form. Water nurtures the earth. Again, it's taking responsibility for your feelings, taking responsibility for your emotions in the way that you express your emotions. This is what I want. This is what I want to achieve. This is what I'm working towards. These are my dreams. These are my fantasies. This is how I see myself, or this is how I see myself with you, my partner, or whatever it is taking responsibility for these feelings. And in doing so, you invite the other to take responsibility for their feelings, and then you have the compassion where two people have met. So how can you take responsibility for your feelings in order to elicit an empathetic and compassionate response? Well, if we are working with the energy earlier in the week where we get out our secrets... Mm -hmm then it makes it easier for us to take responsibility. That's right. If you have stuff to hold back, you really can't be authentic in expressing yourself today. Mm -hmm. So being able to get your secrets out there and then, yeah, taking the responsibility for how you're feeling. Because a lot of the times, whatever resentments or feelings are sitting below the surface, a lot of the times we like to blame somebody else. Yep. But if we weren't being authentic, we never gave the other person the opportunity to respond to what the situation is that is inside of yourself. Yes. The longer that you wait to be authentic, it's like, it's like if you cut yourself and you just let yourself bleed and it gets infected and it starts festering. (laughs) And next thing you know, you got to like cut off your hand because you got like gangrene or whatever. Totally. So that's what it is. It just continues to fester. It poisons your relationships. (laughs) Yes. It poisons your relationships. Once you take responsibility for it, it takes that power away. Even if it has been something you've been holding on to for a long time, it's like it's only going to get better when you clear it out. Mm-hmm. And then this this day seems like it's going to be very healing because you've kind of moved all of that shitty, stagnant, fucked up shit that's been s- sitting there for so long. And now you can really talk about it honestly. With three planets in Pisces, it's about finding the flow, finding the fluidity, you know, allowing yourself to... To just show what's going on beneath the surface 
And whatever happens, happens. Like, you can't control people liking you or not liking you or whatever. You can only be yourself. And the right people are going to show up because you're being yourself. And so you're going to have the right reflections around you. Pisces is the sign of faith. So this is a time to have faith. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in in the universe, have faith that whatever it is you're doing, as long as you are being empathetic and compassionate and true to yourself, then everything is going to be as it should. And sometimes and that's scary. It's but. super scary because sometimes <laughs> when you share something, it's going to change your relationships. Mm-hmm. But like you said, having the faith, whatever it is you share, whatever happens to these relationships, if people's opinions of you change or the relationship dynamics shift, That is what's supposed to happen. You can't control everything. You can't control people's reactions. All you can do is control how you're showing up to the situation Mm. and sharing as compassionately as possible what's going on within yourself. Yes. Yes. I mean, you just said it like the letting things flow, but water, the Pisces is like that flow energy, just letting everything be how it is. And Capricorn needs that flow. Because Capricorn is about control and about the rigidity. And now that the moon is in Capricorn, if you know anyone who's moon in Capricorn, like they are very determined to get to whatever it is they need to get to. They have their ambitions and they're not going to be happy until they make it to that level on the on the mountaintop. But that Pisces energy can help soothe and just, okay, you're going to get there. Have faith. You're going to get there. You don't have to break your back getting up the mountain. And if you're trying to rush, you might fall off. So. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ingrid. So that is Friday, February 25th. Now, Saturday, February 26th. The moon continues through Capricorn, and today it aligns with Uranus, which we talked about earlier this week, the planet of revolution, rebellion, independence, and the unexpected in Taurus. So this is an Earth-Earth connection. What do you see, Ingrid? Stability. Stability. Grounding. Yeah. After all of this movement in our emotions and possibly destabilizing how people are reacting to us and what's happening in our relationships based on what we've shared. Now we're going to feel settled. Well, the earth, earth does provide stability, but that Uranus piece is, Uh you know, it it shakes things up. Okay. But I look at this as a possibly positive shift because if you are being emotionally clear about what it is you want to accomplish, Things are going to shift in your material world. They shift in your material world and it encourages you to embrace what makes you unique, like owning what makes you uniquely valuable, what you value in the material realm that's different from other people. How is that influencing the mountain that you want to climb? Because everyone truthfully wants to climb their own mountain. We're not on the same mountain. We're all we're all uniquely ourselves and we can help each other up our mountains, but we're really climbing up to our own, our own objective. I'm also thinking when I'm seeing this Uranus in Taurus, Mm -hmm. fresh eyes, like now we're able to see the situation for what it is and then be able to see what we really value. Yes. I love that because it is thinking outside the box, thinking differently. 
So although that can be uncomfortable, like that is a space that you want to be in because we can be very comfortable. We don't like the change, this Taurus energy. We want, we don't want to shift, but mm-hmm. it's like just like when you move into a new space, right? And you're able to be like just reorganize everything, repurpose everything, move stuff around because you're seeing something with new eyes and it's really hard to see that in our lives unless we have this this rebellion this revolution this this uranus energy that shakes everything up it's like that's the opportunity to put things back where you want them to go and to see see like you said your mountain whatever it is that you want to accomplish we can get really just set in our ways and comfortable and everyone can kind of mesh together and feel like cookie cutter lives Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm not meant to do what you're doing you're not meant to do what i'm doing so we compare and contrast all the people around us but we need to be looking at ourselves and what makes us feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. and then connecting with others that like merge where it's like okay this is success for you this is success for me they're different but they're similar enough that we can help each other reach the pinnacle yeah together yeah and that's that like capricorn energy like working towards a goal Mm-hmm. working towards a goal working towards a goal something innovative something that's uniquely you that's saturday february 26th sunday february 27th still climbing to the top of the mountain <laughs> exactly capricorn again so we've talked about capricorn every day except for two this week And today we're looking at three planets in Capricorn on Sunday. We got the moon. Emotions. Emotions. Venus. Relationships. Mars. Action. All at 24 degrees. Look at what's at 24 degrees in your astrological code. See what these three planets are hitting. But it's tying in the emotions, your relationships, what you value, and taking action. How can you take action towards achieving your ambitions in your relationships or in reflection to what you value within yourself or within the material world. I mean, all week we've been kind of communicating about it. So today is the day to start to start doing something. Yes. Put it into action. What is motivating you emotionally to move, to climb, to achieve? And then even though there's Mars here, I'm, I'm thinking like, is this a good day for planning because of the Capricorn? They like to have like all these little steps to get to the top? I think by now we have the plan and it's implementing the plan. So fucking do do so it. Do something. Do something. And and it might feel difficult. You know, it's like, well, okay, we plan for this. I mean, think about these guys that are climbing up the side of El Capitan. No matter how much you prepare, it's still gonna it's be still hard, hard as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they plan for like years. Figuring out how they're going to climb up the side of this sheer rock face in Yosemite. And so they're very prepared, but it's still really hard to climb it. Yeah, you got to show up. Exactly. So if things are feeling difficult right now. It's okay. It's okay. It's meant to be hard and you're getting stronger. And (sighs) you are, you know, once the planets move into Aries in a couple months, you're going to feel like you're flying. It's such a nice reminder that things aren't always supposed to be easy. No. Just because something is hard doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. If you thought about what you wanted to do and you made all the plans and you really got to know yourself and what it is that you want to do for yourself, 
just because all of those things are in line doesn't mean it's just going to be, you know, a free ride. You mm-hmm. still have to climb the mountain. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling the discomfort, don't quit. It's just starting something is difficult. And you got to be mentally clear, too. You know, that's that that Pisces energy, clearing up our psychological baggage, clearing up our unconscious, replacing shame with compassion and guilt with love. That's all stuff that makes you feel lighter. Mm-hmm. So then you're able to climb without all of this shit weighing you yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's the week, Ingrid. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.